Hey, D&D fam. fam. I'm Quick. And I'm Lee. And you're listening to Divas Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep. But to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for ducats, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Ducats is for entertainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 or <laughs> 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor nope, nope. or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Ducats. Hey, Dandy fam. Welcome back. We are excited you're here. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you click subscribe below. Um, we have a very exciting topic today on our Diva Docket. We're going to be talking about franchising and just um, how to make that a means if you're interested mm-hmm. in another stream of income because a nine to five is fine, but it is not the only vehicle of wealth. And if you are able to, you know, you should have other things going on because just in case you never know right. what's going to happen. Right. right. But first, we're going to have a word for our sponsors, and then we're going to get into it. So so this episode is sponsored by the Wooden Bowers Law Firm. Mm -hmm. Um, Civil rights laws protect individuals from unlawful infringement upon the right to work, unlawful search and seizures, and even from discriminatory and retaliatory acts at your places of business. Mm -hmm. We all have the right to be treated equally. So if you think you have been discriminated against, you can call 704-665-5838. Or visit wbvlaw.com for a complimentary assessment of your case. We have had one of the attorneys on on a previous episode discussing wills in 2020, so you can check that out as well Mm -hmm. um, and get a little bit more information about the the Wooden Bowers firm. Mm -hmm. Um, The information will be in our show notes below, so if you click, if you're on YouTube, just click that arrow in the drop down and Wooden Bowers information will be on there. If you go to our website, you can subscribe to our newsletter. And when a new episode comes out, you will get that information and the Wooden Bowers um, logo will be in there. So you can also, it's directly hyperlinked to their website. So you don't have to kind of try to recall this information. So if you have any of those civil rights issues, they are uh, definitely a great firm to have to try to check, to try to check out in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Yes. Yes. All right. So let's get into it. So today we have Mr. Cameo here to talk about just his experience with franchising and get some of his insights. So welcome Cameo. Tell us a little bit about yourself and just what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, name's Cameo Crumby. I own Mr. Franchise Guy. It's a franchise consulting firm. Uh, I'm originally from Akron, Ohio. I moved down to Charlotte in 2005. I have four college degrees under my belt, all business <laughs> related. Uh, I just knew, even with those degrees, I knew I didn't want to go into corporate America, but at the same time, I wanted that education and I knew that I had to go to corporate America or get a decent job to save up the money I needed to invest in my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saved up. I was working a full time job and part time jobs on top of that. So I saved up every last penny and invested in the franchise and quit my job after I invested in my franchise and the rest is history. 
And so I think even that is interesting because yeah. I'm sure when you, you know, were getting those degrees, the fact that you always had an entrepreneur um, mindset and that you went through those jobs and saved up, like where did that come from? Was it an upbringing thing or do you just like, where did that mindset come from? Uh, I think, I don't know if it was an un upbringing because a lot of my family members are not entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. It was a, a mentality, something that was in me. I remember when I was seven years old, I grew up poor mm -hmm. or below um, average. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I remember one year I got a, a suit from the thrift store mm -hmm. in one of those old school briefcase, you know, the square ones. <laughs> yeah. And I was... Uh, I was a businessman for Halloween. That was my costume. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I, I always had it in me. My first business was, uh, I was seven years old and my uncle had bought me a lawnmower. And in the summer times I would go up and down the street. I had business cards and everything. Yeah. Go up and cut grass, shovel snow, rake leaves, take trash out, uh, have yard sales every other weekend. My grandmother, pretty much raised me and she'd come pull up in the driveway, see her stuff out in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was always, I just knew that I wanted more and I wanted to get out of my neighborhood where mm. I grew up. Mm -hmm. And um, I just didn't like the fact that uh, people will put a, a number on how much I'm worth. Yeah. Put you know, I didn't want to trade. Yeah. I didn't want to trade uh, dollars for hours or mm -hmm. hours for dollars, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I knew that at an early age. Mm. So how did you become, how did you come upon like franchising? Because, you know, there's entrepreneurship, but what kind of, how did that path kind of set itself forward? Well, I did a program in, in college. Mm -hmm. I'm a part of this nonprofit organization called the 100 Black Men of Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And I did this pro, I was in the collegiate chapter as well like in college. And we did a program called Pathways to Success mm -hmm. in this program. We had the opportunity to intern with entrepreneurs and people in corporate America. Mm -hmm. And they just gave us a breakdown to kind of get an idea coming out of college, which route we wanted to go. And I kind of already knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but that confirmed it. Um, I did an internship with a guy that owned seven subways at the time. Mm -hmm. And I just saw his lifestyle and saw how what he was doing and i was intrigued and after college i actually got a job working for subway as a business consultant so i really got that's how i really got into wow. franchising mm -hmm. and it just kind of took it from there and so i'm always interested like i mean because i know about like i've taught my son that like when we go into a subway i'm like someone owns this like you you know you can own a subway but mm -hmm. of course growing up i thought mcdonald's is just a corporation and one person owns McDonald's, right? You're not thinking yeah. about it being a franchise. Before you um, took that internship with him at Subway, like, did you, what was your thought about companies like that? I always knew, most people know when they think franchise, they think McDonald's. Mm -hmm. um, so I always knew certain franchises, but I was surprised to find out how many businesses out there are actually franchises. Right. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Like Meineke is a franchise, mm -hmm. like yeah. car care, it's a lot of home health care franchises, cleaning franchises. If you go to a shopping center, um, probably 90% of those stores in that shopping center is a franchise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. And what I... And what I love about franchise, and sorry, I know a lot of people, I get a lot of people reaching out to me 
um, and I want to start a business and things like that. Like, it's not hard to go and get an LLC and register a business, you know, mm -hmm. but at the same, like anyone can start a business, but as how long is that business going to last and is it successful? Mm -hmm. uh, the great thing about franchising is you're buying into a proven concept. Mm -hmm. um, they already put the legwork in and made sure that it's successful and profitable. Um, you're buying into a brand that's well known. So some depending on the franchise that you buy. And mm -hmm. most importantly, you're going into business for yourself, but not by yourself. Yeah. You know, so those royalties that you pay is worth it when you got that support system behind you. Cause starting a business, I tell people all the time, the hardest part about starting a business, is starting a business, Right. Mm -hmm. you know, right. that, that is tough to get it up and going and to be successful. Mm -hmm. Right. So and you're doing it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. No, I said with just when when you're trying to start a business by yourself. By yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so now I just wanted to follow up because you mentioned like a lot of people reach out to you. So for those who are interested, like, OK, I might want to own a McDonald's or own some of the uh, a franchise. What are some of the things that people should be looking for or thinking about when they're going about that process of getting started and even like choosing a franchise? Well, just getting started, I feel like if you are interested at all, just give me a, a call. Like I do free consultations. Like it's no charge to work with me. Um, I get paid on the back end by the franchisor. So if you want to have that conversation just to get information, uh, give me a call. Um, or just go onto the website and submit a request and I will contact you. Mm -hmm. But as far as just what I do is basically you say, Cam, I have about $50,000 just sitting in my savings account or however much it may be. Um, and I want to put it to work. And I tell people all the time, I know we're talking about finances right now and I can go into that as well. But mm -hmm. like you got all of this money just sitting in your savings account, not doing anything. And like inflation is higher than the month the amount of interest you're making on your savings account right, you so right. you losing money you know what i'm saying so i always tell people to put their money um in some type of asset generating you know so is it whether it's real estate or a business or anything like that mm -hmm. or stock market right. you know um but some people might reach out it can be inheritance it mm -hmm. could be savings anything like that so they'll reach out to me and say cam i got fifty thousand dollars in my my savings account and I want to put it to work and we'll start with, okay, so what industry, what industry are you mm -hmm. looking in? Mm -hmm. I represent over 500 different franchises so we can narrow it down based off your budget. So even though you got 550 K, you can always, that's liquid, but you can always get an SBA loan. And I try to say, I tell you people to try to save as much cash as you can because mm -hmm. you never know when you need to tap into that to cover some other expenses. Um, what industry are you looking in? What are your passions or interests? Because you don't want to just invest in a franchise because you are you is lucrative. Right. You got to have some type of interest or passion, or you gonna you gonna get bored with it. Mm -hmm. You gonna get burned out. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, and then what's your budget? So we'll find a, a franchise in your industry that fits your budget, that's lucrative and things like that. So we'll narrow it down to the perfect franchise for you. Gotcha. Okay. And so have, do you now, or have you ever owned a franchise yourself? Absolutely. So actually Mr. Franchise Guy is a franchise okay. um, that I bought into. 
number one. And number two, uh, I'm actually looking at, I come across all of these franchises in my, in my portfolio mm-hmm. and I'm just looking for the right one. And I'm looking at one right now that I might be moving on over the summer. Okay. And so mm-hmm. I know some, you know, people <laughs> that listen to Divas and Duckets might have heard 50,000 and was like, that's sticker shock, right? Like, if that's what it takes to get into it, it might not be for me, right? So can you talk about like some of the variances mm-hmm. in that startup cost? I guess in the franchise fee, but you were also talking about royalties, but that's kind of after you already got your business up. But in the beginning mm-hmm. of the cost, like some of the ranges for that. Yeah, um, there's franchises that range from well franchise fee to get into the franchise from five thousand all the way up to a million mm-hmm. um obviously the more money you have the more options you have right uh but yeah it just depends like just because you got a little bit of money i say i would tell you straight up save your money and wait to so we can get something that you really want don't just take your little bit of money mm-hmm. just to say you own a franchise right. you right. know um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it varies, but you can get in as low as 5000 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then also with the, because that's specifically for the franchise fee, right? There are other costs to get to that agreement and get get going with the franchise, right? Like what are some of the other um, costs that might be associated with the outside of the franchise fee? Well, it all depends on the franchise. Mm-hmm. So I just helped a friend invest in the franchise. It was a cleaning franchise. And I try to, especially now, you look for franchises with with little overhead mm-hmm. that doesn't require a lot of employees right now because it's hard to get people to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he got a cleaning franchise, and he's going to start off doing most of the work himself um, and then bring people on. Okay. Um, so it cost him, I believe, 10K. Mm-hmm. Total investment for the franchise was 20 but they did financing mm-hmm. some franchises offer financing where they'll help you pay the difference on the back end based mm-hmm. off of your profits that you make you mm-hmm. can pay that back that way um, for that cleaning franchise that five that 10k was the franchise fee and then it was probably like an extra two or three thousand for supplies and materials mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. okay. okay and then i heard you talk about like so sometimes the actual, I guess, franchise, franchisor will help with some of the funding. And you mentioned SBA loan, for example. So what are some of the funding options for someone that's going to need to kind of like supplement? Absolutely. So the most common funding is SBA. Okay. Uh, so if your credit is good, if you don't have the financing, um, like liquid cash, but if you got good credit, I believe you need at least a six seventy five. To, uh, get financing for SBA and the interest rates are really low right now mm-hmm. uh, but that's the most common way of funding some people do 401k rollover mm-hmm. you can do a HELOC which is a home equity line of credit if you own a home mm-hmm. uh, and what else there's there's other ways as well like it's just straight loans just get loans from the bank personal loans and things like that right so and for yeah, a person or, that's uh, not necessarily are not familiar with the SBA loan, what is that? It's a small business administration mm-hmm. loan. So you can go to your bank. We work with funding partners as well. So basically, um, it's a loan that you can get from the small business administration. They just focus on small businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Um, but another thing, this guy, I'm sorry to 
go you're off fine. track. I know. <laughs> just worked. I'm headed back to Miami, but I just helped this guy not too long ago. He opened up three Smoothie Kings locations, and I was with him about two or three months ago. He was a manager at a Smoothie King, mm, and wow. what he did was he connected with some investors. Mm -hmm. So it's all about who you know. So he mm -hmm. went from a manager to partnering with these investors and mm. in opening up three locations down in the Miami area. So if you're a hard worker and you want to run the operations of the business, a lot of people with the big money, mm -hmm. they want to look at it as an investment. They don't necessarily want to quit their day job, right. like the doctor and the lawyers or something like that, but they got somebody that they know will run the operations and do it well. Mm -hmm. They will be invest the money and be the funding behind it mm -hmm. and then that person will be the one that's running the operations of the franchise right. so that that's a great way right there if you know the right people mm -hmm. and with with that um I, we strongly recommend definitely you know in our background we strongly recommend you make sure you have good contracts yeah oh, oh yeah you, when you're dealing with investors to make sure that their interest protected your your interest is protected mm -hmm. um to, in in doing that but like you said when people are putting up twenty thirty thousand dollars they're gonna do that anyway or more right. they're gonna do that Absolutely. anyway but make sure that if you do go the investor route um mm -hmm. that you making sure that you're covered through contracts yeah and that will be Absolutely. outside of the franchise because the franchise they want their franchise we didn't they don't you know how you got the money to the table sometimes they really care but if you got investors they not they not creating those contracts for your investors mm -hmm. so absolutely yeah. mm -hmm. So what is like the this franchise fee that you speak of? What does that cover? So the franchise fee basically just covers to write the right to own a portion or the brand name in that franchise. So you okay. own a territory. So if I was to buy a franchise in Charlotte for McDonald's, for example, mm -hmm. bought into that that fee says that I bought into that that company or that franchise in this area mm -hmm. and you. no one else can have that you know what mm -hmm. i mean sometimes it covers your training your onboarding things like that um it's all included in the total investment of the franchise but that just gives you the right to the name to say that you are a franchisee gotcha okay and with the franchises um because like you said they are you know people a, a company, usually an established company that has, they know the plans and all of those things. Mm -hmm. Typically, how long once you sign that franchise fee does it take to actually get the building or the business up and running? Because mm -hmm. you were saying they got about three Smoothie Kings. Like, is that going to, are they going to be staggered? Are they going to all open at one time? Or yeah. No. So if you're building, like, all right, so it, number one, it all takes, it all depends on the franchise that mm -hmm. you invest in right so we're using smoothie king as an example uh they usually have a timeline in your franchise mm -hmm. disclosure to on when you have when you are supposed to open up mm -hmm. your second and your third you don't do them all at one time mm -hmm. you'll open up your first one and they say you will ha you have within a year to open up your second or two years mm -hmm. and then to open up your third so it's spaced out you want to get your first one up and going before you can do the the second and the third just to prove that you are uh worthy of running a mm -hmm. successful franchise you mm -hmm. know you don't want to be overwhelmed and do too many at the at one time but my my one guy who did the cleaning franchise um he invested last month and he will be open for business this month wow yeah 
He just got to mm-hmm. get his LLC, his license, insurance, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's that's a quick turnaround. Okay. And so with that business, did it require a building or it's not? The cleaning franchise? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, just say uh, either a truck or van. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, because I was thinking mm-hmm. that's a really quick turnaround. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So for those... You know, I think people, when they think about starting a business, they think about being profitable mm-hmm. or they see, you know, social media, they see the highlight reel, right? But they don't really see the process and the time that it takes to actually get in the black, to be making money, to, you know, making a profit. So I know there's no one size fits all, mm-hmm. but like generally, like how long does it take in this whole process for a person to see a profit or for that to start becoming, I guess, their norm? Mm-hmm. Um, again, I would say it all depends on the franchise. Mm-hmm. Number one, um, on average for any business, you should be happy if you break even the first year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, some of them, you are profitable right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it depends on if you are doing this as a passive type of thing, or are you all in? So some people invest in a franchise and they hire someone to run their business for them and they keep their day job or, you know, they're just doing the franchise part time and doing their job full time. Mm-hmm. No one, no one's going, it all depends on how much you put into mm-hmm. the franchise right. all in, you know, you'll see a return quicker. Yeah. So I'm looking at the franchise that I was mentioning earlier. I was looking at an anytime fitness. Mm-hmm. So with that time fitness, I can hire a GM to run it, but you, if I do it, if I, I'm the GM that first year, that's 50k right there that I don't have to pay a salary to a GM. Right, that's going back into my business right. or into myself. Mm-hmm. And even though this GM is great, nobody's going to run my business the way I'm going to mm-hmm. run my business. So right. I'm gonna make sure I get as many members into my my business as possible. And mm-hmm. the goal is to pay down that that loan that you took out. Mm-hmm. And once that loan is paid off, then the profits come. And right. then at that point, you buy another one. And then that first location is paying for the second one. You just got to keep growing. Right. That's how it works. Right. Because okay. the SBA loan, I mean, it is a loan and it does have its terms, too, of repayment and, you know, the time period of when it has to be repaid, which typically isn't, you know, they're right. shorter terms, right? Mm. They're not like the 30-year mortgage terms. You know, they're usually shorter terms. Correct. So that's also something you want to be um, aware of. Mm. They're shorter terms, but at the same time, um, unlike just a personal loan or anything like that, mm-hmm. the great thing about SBA loans is you don't have to make your first payment until you open your doors of your mm. business. Mm. So if it takes three to six months before you actually open for business, you're not making loan payments at that time. So that helps out a lot. Yeah, that does. Yeah, for sure. And so let's talk about some of the challenges because, you know, we talked about like how to get into it and, you know, some of the costs that you might need depending on how much your franchise fee is and any other associated costs, right, to get to that um, agreement. But in, especially, that, and that's why I asked if that uh, cleaning business had um, needed a building, right? Because for those that, right. like the Smoothie Kings, where you need store and real estate in this market, you know, in, in these times, it's hard mm-hmm. to find real estate, right? So you've signed your franchise agreement, but maybe you can't get it up and running because the, the requirements of whatever that business is or the requirements of yeah. whatever that building is, you, you just can't find it. Mm-hmm. So in those, right. have you, one, come across those situations and have you ever had or heard from any of the people that you've helped get into franchises where they've had to 
maybe forfeit their franchise fee because they didn't open it within the time period of the agreement. Mm. Oh, no. So, like, they would like you to open within a certain time, but they're not going to force you to open something if nothing's available. Okay. Mm. So the franchise will help you find your location. They have a team for that. They would do a heat map to say, okay, in this area, we have this many people in this city based mm -hmm. off of population so you are not op allowed to open a certain franchise if there is not a certain amount of people in that population that makes a certain amount of money mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know they that's how you know if you're going to be profitable or right, not. Right. they look at the competition in the area and things like that so they're going to make sure you find the right spot they're not just going to let you open up a franchise in the middle of nowhere <laughs> so you can fail, right, you know? Right. Um, so if that takes time, it's just going to take time. I had someone that bought a, a chicken. It's called Chicken Cone. It's really dope. I can't wait. It's coming to Charlotte. And she invested into the franchise last year, and it's not open yet. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they're still, you know, so just to get an idea mm -hmm. on yeah. how that works. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I guess real estate is kind of tough. I know during 2020, if you were looking to invest in a franchise, I know a lot of people were worried because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. but fortunately, but unfortunately there was a lot of good commercial real estate available because right. a lot of businesses right. were closing, yeah. you know? So mm -hmm. it was an opportunity to hop on some good real estate and the landlords were willing to work with mm -hmm. you to fill that yeah. space, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, that's nice. They set you up to be successful, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So what, oh, other, what are some other challenges people might need to consider outside of, you know, of course, being approved for SBA loan and making sure that their ducats are in a row <laughs> with the, you know, credit and all of those things before they kind of go into franchise, especially if they want to look into the SBA loan route versus an investor route. Um, what are some other challenges that you see? Mm. Um, just... A lot of people come to me. Some people have money. Some people don't. Mm -hmm. And just because you have money doesn't mean you can get a franchise. Mm -hmm. Like you are awarded a franchise. You got to go through a process mm -hmm. to get the franchise. It's my job to make sure that you are a good fit for them. Mm -hmm. And they are a good fit for you. Right. Just because you got money, a franchise is not going to award you a franchise if you don't have the skill and the determination to be successful because mm -hmm. it's just like Mr. Franchise Guy. If I decided to franchise my business, I'm not going to let anybody mm -hmm. take my baby, what I worked hard to build, and right. it's a brand name. Right. It's, it's their job to protect the brand right. and just give it to somebody right. that's going to run it into the ground. Mm -hmm. Because how you said you went to Subway and you went to that subway. If that subway was nasty or had roaches or something like that, if you didn't know that was a franchise, exactly. you would think that subway, yep. period. You're going to yep. get all subways yep. like that. And right. just that that's a franchise and that's the owner's friend. So uh, it's a franchise or it's job to protect their brand. So mm -hmm. they're not going to give it to anyone. Yeah. It, from mm -hmm. your experience, like with the franchises, cause like you said, with protecting the brand, like if there is an um, owner that's kind of nasty for lack of better they're not clean and there's complaints with them it's janky um, yeah let's just call it <laughs> does the does the corporate uh mm -hmm. subway in this instance was talking about subway would does subway come and make visits to the franchise owners to make sure that they're kind of in par with contractual requirements absolutely so that was actually my job when i worked 
for Subway as a business consultant. I will mm. visit the Subway franchisees every month um, to make sure they're in compliance with corporate standards. Mm. And if they're not, um, it's only so many times where I can write them out of compliance where they can actually lose their, they'll get fined and they can lose their franchise. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Accountability. I like mm-hmm. it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So did you have any other I, I really don't. I thought this was a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I, to those who are interested, I, I certainly would tell them to reach out to you. So I'm just, uh, if you feel comfortable sharing, like, where can the people find you? Uh, I kept it really simple. It's just MrFranchiseGuy.com. Mm-hmm. It's MrFranchiseGuy on Instagram, MrFranchiseGuy on Facebook. You can reach me at any of those platforms. Um yeah, just reach out to me. I'm, I love talking about this stuff. I love helping people get out of corporate America. I <laughs> uh, just heard a statistic today where before the pandemic, they thought that, well, during the pandemic, they thought about 15% of people would not go back to work. And now they find mm. out that it's 50, 50% don't want to go back to work. And that just shows how many people go back into the office. Yeah. And it just shows how many people do not want to go back yeah. to their their day job you know so. <laughs> don't want to go back to the office yeah, uh, yeah nobody want to go back uh-huh. to the office so mm-hmm. yeah so this this was a perfect opportunity uh-huh. for people to sit back and plan and think and come up with their next move yeah. during the pandemic so and now so, absolutely so i just say reach out to me on any of those platforms um like i said it doesn't cost anything to have a conversation all right and we will have that information in the show notes of course so you don't have to like struggle scribble real quick if you didn't catch it well we appreciate you coming on for sure and we will you know like i said if people have additional questions about franchising is definitely another um avenue to be able to start your journey or continue your journey um of of building your investment portfolio Mm -hmm. in in your generational wealth as well but um, make sure that you are doing like you said research make sure you're getting with a consultant that um, when you're choosing a consultant making sure that there's someone that's open communication and Mm -hmm. that they're willing to get back with you and and keeping open constant communication because there's nothing more frustrating when you're trying to invest your money than getting silence on the other ear, right? Mm. Um, or even on y'all's end where you're asking for information and they're silent, right? That part. Um, so it, just making sure that you're having that open back and forth communication because it it is an investment um, mm-hmm. and you want to see a return on your investment, right? Amen. That is the whole purpose. So it make is. sure that you reach out to him if you have any additional questions like Leandra said. We will definitely have his information in the notes below and we appreciate you coming on, Cameo. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. All right, y'all. You want to get into something? Yes. Okay. So we have a Dear Diva. This is part of our segment. If you have questions, comments, concerns, shenanigans, you can (laughs) email us. DivaAdvice at gmail.com. D-I-V-A-A-D-V-I-C-E. At gmail.com. So today's letter goes, Dear Divas. I've been married for about three years now, and I've been struggling to lose weight. Weight has always been a struggle, but the stress of trying for a child unsuccessfully and the medications has added some of the pounds on. So much so that my husband no longer seems to be attracted to Mm -hmm. me. 
Our intimacy has taken a downward turn. And when I speak to him, he says he still finds me attractive, but just isn't into things anymore because it's been all about having a baby mm -hmm. for the last couple years and takes away from enjoying each other. He's offered to pay for surgery if I wanted it. Um, but I've been turned off by the idea, especially since he's recently announced he no longer wants to try for kids. I've always wanted to be a mom, so this is devastating, but I must admit the fertility issues have taken a toll on the marriage, and I do want to be married. Should I take him up on the surgery? Would that be cheating? Should I abandon the idea of children? Would you give that up to save your marriage? Signed, Anonymous. Hmm. Well, first, I'm sorry that you're going through that. That really... Um, that sucks, honestly. I, mm -hmm. I, but I think it may be more common than than people think. Yeah. Because I've heard, you know, I've had had a friend that ha has gone through um, IVF and the toll that it takes on, mm -hmm. it changes you. It changes you when you're going through that, especially if it's not successful the very first time, oh, right? Yeah. Um, so it does change you. I can definitely understand the strain the strain it would put on um, both couples, and I feel like there's a pain that's mm -hmm. probably coming from your husband versus him just like it, it's just a, like he feels defeated mm -hmm. more so of, of just not necessarily really believing that he doesn't want any more children he just doesn't want to go through that, that anymore right mm -hmm. he, it, it could just be a point of being tired and like he said um he just kind of misses his wife mm -hmm. right versus the cycles and the pills and all, all, all that that you have to do the shots, the mm -hmm. doctor visits, yeah. um, the checks. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just a lot. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you guys go to um, a therapist, especially that maybe specializes in those areas, because mm -hmm. it is, it's a, I'm not going to even call it a unique experience, because I do think the more that we talk about it, yeah. the more people I realize deal with fertility issues. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I, you know, but being able to talk to a therapist in that I definitely think would help with some more of the the feeling of defeat and pain that he might be feeling. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like you said, you're going through all of this, trying to do something for not only yourself, but your family, for your husband. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you also have to deal with the feelings of rejection mm -hmm. because, you know, again, you're trying to bring life and now mm -hmm. someone that you love is no longer really they well he didn't necessarily say he wasn't attracted to you but i think he was saying like the intimacy has become because think about when you're trying yeah. to have a kid it's probably like it's, it's go scheduled. time it's go time it's, it's no longer yeah. like enjoy Just, yeah. it feels like a job right. more so than like right. i'm and being with my yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah when i mean anything like when anything becomes you can enjoy cooking but if someone like expects you to cook and it it you lose the joy out mm -hmm. of it so mm -hmm. maybe you know just try to find ways that I I don't know how because I know when you're paying all that money you need to be <laughs> on your schedule and it just because it, it's thousands yeah. tens of thousands of dollars mm -hmm. but maybe finding ways to be intimate in other areas um that are completely outside of sex mm -hmm. um because at, at obviously that that moment has now been turned into something um that seems almost penal in nature like it's you know mm -hmm. so I just maybe I don't know, just try to find other ways. As far as the surgery is concerned, I, I honestly, when you said it, I just thought, would that affect your medical with the IVF? Like, I, I would first ask a doctor if you could even have surgery because it is moving things on the inside of your body. So I don't even know if that 
is an option while you're going through IVF. So I would mm-hmm. talk about that as far as yeah. is it cheating? No, I, I don't. I definitely don't feel like it's cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something that you desire, I definitely mm-hmm. would never cut open my body and get surgery, a plastic surgery for no man. I'm sorry, husband or otherwise, <laughs> because that's your body, yeah. right? You the one got to go mm-hmm. and get put to sleep mm-hmm. and take all those risks. I'm not doing that. F- for no, no, for nobody else besides something I desire to do. So if that's something you desire to do, right. and your doctor says it is okay, and it's not going to affect um, the IVF, I definitely don't think it's cheating. You shouldn't have that guilt, mm-hmm. but just also definitely check your reasons for why you want to do it. Because if you're doing it solely for him, you're not going to be happy afterwards. Yeah, right. And that's a very expensive way to make yourself unhappy. That's real. So. Would Did you, I not answer something? Yeah. Would what? you give up having kids to save your marriage? Um, I think, again, I, I would go to a therapist first to understand mm-hmm. if that's really the desire. Um, if it truly had turned into he does not want children anymore. Um, and... I don't know. I just don't see how people can... I don't know. I just... It's yeah. hard to answer that question because I don't feel like the underlying thing is that he doesn't want children. Mm. But if it became, I don't want children, like adoption is no longer even an option, like other mm. avenues are no longer even an option. I'm just done with kids. I just want my wife or be done with it. Mm-hmm. One, I would think it would depend on your age. Um, but... That's just hard to answer. I, I It would depend on how long. I couldn't see being married to someone 15 years and just being willing to throw them to the side because, you mm-hmm. know, we tried. Yeah. He's tried to go down the evidence. Not like he said that from jump. You yeah. know, we've tried. It hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. And now he's just exhausted. Like, no, I'm not about to get a divorce because you can't do it anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but if we, you know, six months in the game. <laughs> Got you. You know, that's she's, different she's for me. Three, that's different. You know, that's, three years right. That's, that's a little different for me. But yeah. no, I can't see someone that's gone through the struggle, cried with me, gone to all these appointments, and just is depleted. And it's like I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And me being like, well, you gotta go. I gotta find someone that can. I got mm-hmm. you. No, I got you. So similar answers. I let's see. Okay. Should I take him up on the surgery? So now, again, like you said, make sure that it is safe for you to do so. I don't, I'm not sure if you're going through a cycle or not. So mm-hmm. assuming that you're not, if you want the surgery and you've been having issues and you, you know, want a little nip tuck, little whatever, mm-hmm. like I am not, I really don't shame folks who have surgery or, or take that route. Right. Um, just because I know, especially as a woman, it is hard. Especially at a certain one. As you get older, it doesn't get any easier. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say like, oh, don't have the surgery. Right. Now, I am a proponent of don't be lying. Like, don't be that chick that got a BBL and be like, oh, this all me. I'm yeah. not a fan of that. Right. But, like I said, I don't shame, you know, if, if that's what you want to do and he's supporting it, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming that it's safe. I don't think it's cheating because I will say for every, you know, lipo, tuck, whatever I've heard of, you still have to exercise and maintain a certain diet in order to maintain that. So it's not <laughs> like, right. So it's not like you can do it and then forever you just out here snatch. Mm-hmm, like you have mm-hmm, to maintain mm-hmm. that. So I don't view it as cheating, but again, this is your body. You shouldn't care what I think anyway. Right. <laughs> um, 
I, you know, to your point, I think sometimes people just get exhausted. I think going through those cycles, the yeah. more you go through, it is draining. Um, I, you know, full disclosure, recently did cryo preservation. I got my eggs frozen, and that was not nearly as long as a, you know, IVF mm-hmm. cycle. And that was, it was exhausting. Right. It's a lot that right. goes into that. It's a lot right. of shots. It's a lot that goes on. Your body does change. Mm-hmm. It's, you, you know, you're bloated, all of the things. So it's a lot. Yeah. Um. So I understand that. I would definitely clarify with him. Do, do you just not want to keep trying to have a biological child mm-hmm. or do you no longer want children? Right. Because I think that's two different things. Yeah. Like to me, you know, maybe a compromise could be adoption. Um, even like in the meantime, fostering, mm-hmm. there's plenty of mm-hmm. kids that need that. It's like, so if those things are on the table, maybe consider that it is yeah. a lot less toll on your body. I'm definitely a proponent for therapy since you all have been through a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I see I take marriage very seriously so mm-hmm. I I can't do the I'll just divorce him just break up because it's not like that's your boyfriend like just break right. up with him right. um and I think time does have this place it can't be the only thing that keeps you there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I will say if you are adamant that you want children and he is adamant that he does not you are one of you has to settle within your mind that solution because you cannot have half a child and that's not one of those things that there's really a compromise it's black or it's white and so i would really get clear on that and like quick said the therapy just to deal with the trauma and the grief frankly from not getting the outcome that you've Mm -hmm. wanted Mm -hmm. um and clarity on what motherhood or fatherhood looks like because you're not less of a mother or less of a father if they're not biologically yours there's plenty of mothers and fathers out here that are doing a lot more than the people who actually birthed them so don't you know let that if that's an option don't let that make you feel less than because that child did not come from your body Mm -hmm. um so definitely not let people shame you for that Please. Okay. So definitely good luck with that. Let us know how it goes. Diva advice at gmail.com. Right in. Well, that was this episode. We thank yes. you for following us and tuning in. If you are on Instagram and Facebook, please be sure to follow us mm-hmm. and subscribe again. If you made it to the end of this episode, you have not hit that button below. What are you waiting What's for? What's the problem? Go ahead and hit that bell so you can mm-hmm. be notified of when episodes come out. If you're on Instagram and Facebook, make sure that you're following us. And also, as you just heard, we have our Divas letters. If you need to write in about something that is financial, financial related, or just needs to be talking about how life likes just questions <laughs> right you can write in to diva advice at gmail.com d-i-v-a-a-d-v-i-c-e there you go gmail.com all right y'all in the meantime in between time have a great attitude bye bye